Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They produced some of the finest talent in Atlanta sports radio history. Get over it! Covered the best teams this city has to offer. Going to bed and taking a nap. And now, it's time to take their turn at the mic. It's time for the other side of the glass with Chris Thomas on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Chris. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for the latest edition of The Other Side of the Glass. Got your four, the full four this afternoon, taking you until 7 o'clock this evening. Hawks basketball comes your way then. Oh, boy. Uh, Last night, not good for our guys as they fell once. The Pacers just, man, Tyrese Halliburton, no Tyrese Halliburton. You know who's a player, man? Benedict Mathurin. He is really good. Coming off the bench for them, I've been keeping my eye on. That would be, you want to talk about a guy the Hawks could use, that would be a piece that could solve a lot of problems for them. But we'll get to some Hawks later on in the 4 o'clock hour when our buddy Caleb Johnson stops by to break down why the Pacers just have their number, man. I don't get it. It's kind of like the Raptors, too. So we'll see what happens with our Hawks tonight. They take on the lowly Wiz, although with the Hawks record right now, um, you know, it's kind of like throwing stones from a glass house to call anybody lowly right now. I uh, got my man Oren Romaine on the other side for the first hour of the program, and then Dom C will come in for the shift change starting at 4 o'clock. Looking forward to chatting with both of my guys throughout the program. We know where we need to start. But before we do, real quick, oh, oh, and I were just talking about this off the air before the show started. I'm scrolling Twitter, just making sure nothing happened right before I came on air. And there is some news to talk about, uh, I believe, which I'm trying to just get some confirmation on. Looks like Steve Sarkeesian is just uh, re-upped on a new deal at Texas. So another guy that was rumored to potentially be on a hot list is not going anywhere. Longhorns tweeted that out, the uh, official Texas football account on Twitter. So, yeah, four years. What did Carl say yesterday? He thought that Sark was going to be the next one and how – Sark shouldn't be, or no coaches should be getting paid off of uh, the fact that Alabama came calling. Well, too bad, Carl, because that's exactly what's happening all across the nation between Kalen DeBoer and between Sark and between Mr. Norvell at Florida State. So I was on Twitter, and I was again, I was just making sure that there was no breaking news, and it turns out that there was to report. But I also saw a tweet that said Jalen Milrow announcing his transfer from Alabama. And I was like, what? I was like, Oren, did you see this? And he was like, yeah, but Fricky never got to it. And I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, maybe I'll, I'll mention this in the first segment because that's, that's a big deal. Well, guess what? Much like everything else, you can't trust anything you read on the damn internet because it was a fake account and also something that needs to be cleared up because a couple of people have run with this uh, prematurely. That Caleb Williams tweet from that account, Wes Steinberg, I think it is, is also a fake tweet. So if you were reading into that, Caleb Williams not wanting to play in Chicago, uh, that is also something that is not to be taken with any sort of validity. So just a couple of notes there. I almost got uh, butt crack sports, as they say, 
uh, when you come across a tweet that you think is real and uh, it gets you. So good thing I double-checked. Always check your sources, kids. Journalism School 101, they say that. So with all that out of the way, here's my question. Who's the coach? Who's the quarterback? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. You guys know I love to talk to you when I'm on on the weekends. Um, we won't be sitting at a bar, though. I'll be talking to you on the phone at 404-726-0929. Um, here's the deal. No Bill Belichick. Absolutely not. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Let's paint a picture here, ladies and gentlemen, in the great city of Atlanta and the great state of Georgia. The Falcons next season start 0-2, Can you imagine the coverage, not just here in Atlanta, but the coverage nationally that would descend upon Flowery Branch and the type of chaos and disgruntled disorganization that would ensue from Bill Belichick trying to answer questions or not answer questions more likely from the media about his job status, about why he decided to continue coaching, about his methods at 72 years old, about the quarterback that the Falcons chose in the offseason. I want absolutely no part of that. None. Zilch. Zippo. I want a coach who's going to come in here fired up, ready to go, whether it's his first chance or whether it's a new chance, like a Mike Vrabel, a guy with a fresh leash on life who's rip-roaring and ready to go to lead this Atlanta Falcons franchise into the future. For me, the Falcons should stay as far away from Bill Belichick as they possibly can. Those press conferences, the attitude around the organization, the demeanor, the players – Could you imagine this team comes out to a slow start? Oh, my goodness. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. I don't know what happened. We just did an exit. I mean, it's going to be pulling teeth if the Falcons are good. So imagine if this team gets off to a slow start. To me, that is the absolute opposite of what this team needs in a new leader while you're trying to bring in a new quarterback. And then there's the whole power dynamic. I think Terry Fontenot's done a pretty damn good job. I don't know about you guys out there. I think he's done a pretty good job. Jesse Bates, David Onyemata. I mean, bringing in guys like Caden Ellis, drafting. I think Bijan Robinson has a chance to be a special talent in this league. Did they, did they whiff? Sure, but every regime whiffs. Has it been whiffing to the point where it's damaged the franchise? No, this franchise is in a good spot. They have, I think, $40 million to spend in the offseason cap space. And then you have your draft picks, and then you have the decision to make on guys that you want back and guys that you want to go after. I think this franchise is in a good space. I don't need to cede all that power to Bill Belichick to have him try to get another quarterback. Look what he did with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Get out of here, man. I don't want any part of that. Here's the other thing. I know there's been a lot of hype around this Jim Harbaugh train. I don't love it. I don't love the fit. And what I mean by fit is the city of Atlanta. I can't see Jim Harbaugh coming in here and finding the culture and the way that Atlanta has built itself as a city and a football fan base. To me, it's just not a good fit. 
We need somebody that with a little more, a little more gravitas, a little more swag. I'd like Mike Vrabel. That's who I'd like. I feel like that's a guy that would come in here, set a tone that this is the way my organization is going to be run as the head coach. This is the way my practices are going to be run. This is the way that I'm going to do things. But he's young enough to still be in touch. He's young enough to still be able to be moldable and adaptable and recognize that he's not perfect and use what he learned in Tennessee. To me, that's the most attractive candidate. You let Terry Fontenot, Mike Vrabel, everyone come together. You find yourself a good offensive coordinator, and you draft a quarterback. And then you have Vrabel, Manning, half the side of the ball, and you have another guy. You know, Obviously, a guy like Ben Johnson is going to get a head coaching job. But, guys, not every offensive coordinator that interviews this cycle is going to get a head coaching job. There's going to be guys that are left over out there, and then you also have the entire college pool to pick from. So, for me, that's the move. Mike Vrabel, and you draft a quarterback. And you guys know how I feel. Jaden Daniels is my guy. So, 404-726-0929. I want no part of Bill Belichick. If you do, you call up and you tell me why. You tell me why. 404-726-0929. But tell me who is your coach and who is your quarterback? Because those two, much like the unfortunate demise of Arthur Smith, his quarterback, <clears throat> guy named Desmond Ritter. We saw how that worked out. Not good. Is Desmond Ritter's future in the NFL over? No, I don't think so. I think there's even a good chance he could be back with the Falcons next season. But listen, that's why this is such a big deal. That's why the coach and quarterback combo to me is the most important thing to get right for this Falcons offense and this Falcons defense moving forward. I want no part of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to come in here, and unless everything goes completely right, he's going to be disgruntled, lethargic, callous Bill Belichick. Why wouldn't he be? You think just because he goes to a new organization, all of a sudden a fire's going to be lit under his butt and he's going to become this rah-rah Pete Carroll cheerleader guy? No, he's 72. He is who he is, man. He is who he is. And that is not what Atlanta needs right now. That is not the type of culture that needs to be instilled in Flowery Branch. Guys, the Falcons got their butts whooped the last two weeks of the season. They need a reset. Hard. They need somebody to come in here and say, that's not what this organization is going to be. That's not what this franchise is going to be. I am in command of the side of the ball that I coach and this entire team. I'm a leader. I'm an alpha. I'm a dog. For me, that's Mike Vrabel. I think he fits all of those categories. Bill Belichick, sorry, with his mumbling answers and the hoodie And everything else, the antics on the sideline just slumped over looking like, you know, it's just not, to me, that's not exciting. That's not sexy. If this was Bill Belichick 15 years ago, hell yeah. Of course, no, no blank. I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. But, you know, just because Matt Ryan was a good quarterback for this franchise, you don't want him playing quarterback right now. He, He can't do it anymore. He's in the booth. He's in TV. It's the same thing. Just because Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls, you know, up until what was the last one? 2019 was the last one with uh, beating the Rams. So, you know, that was going on four or five years ago now. And it's been a steady decline since then. 
Go look at the records of the teams. They were right around 500, and then this year it all fell apart. So when I think Bill Belichick, I think out of touch, disgruntled, callous, I think cold, I think lethargic sounding. I don't think high energy, culture, dominance, alpha, establishment, flowery branch running like a, like a humming machine. And to his credit, Arthur Smith did do some of that. But that's no good if you can't then go out there and implement your game plan on game days, which he couldn't do. So he ran a a good ship, and he ran a tight ship in Flowery Branch, but the results weren't there. Mike Vrabel led a team, I believe, to an AFC championship game and had a 12 and an 11-win season. We know the best coach Art could do was seven wins. And Mike Vrabel now, I think, that Gerard Mayo is set up in New England, he'll have a chip on his shoulder. He'll be a guy that'll come in here needing a fresh start and saying, I want to prove to the coaching world and to the NFL that I'm the guy that had Derrick Henry rushing for 2,000 yards. I'm the guy that revitalized Ryan Tannehill's career. I'm the guy that made A.J. Brown – you know, an all-pro player. I'm the guy that made Jeffrey Simmons an all-pro player. You know, those type, those types. He had a great squad in Tennessee for a few years. It just ran its course. That's the problem. So 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? That is the most important question for the Falcons right now. And for me, I want the Falcons to stay as far away from Bill Belichick as possible. 404 726 0929. Brandon, you're up first. Brandon, you're in the game. Yeah, man, I'm not a I'm not a Belichick guy. I you know, I really like Antonio Pierce. I I, I don't know if he's gonna stay up there with uh Vegas or not, but I think he would be my choice. And uh, another thing to look at, I don't think the Falcons are gonna ever progress until we get Rich Rich McKay out of the building. He's got too much of a hold on uh Arthur Blaine. Appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, I appreciate it, Brandon. Thanks, man. Uh the Rich McKay thing, listen. I get it. I heard John Fricky talking about it as well. It's there's nothing we, the collective we, can do about it. So that's sort of a thing where you just need to take your medicine. It doesn't matter if you feel like he's doing a good job or a bad job, if he's ruined the franchise, if he saved the franchise. That doesn't none of our collective opinions matter because it's just not gonna change. As long as Arthur Blank is there. Unless this franchise goes to a point where they're winning one in two games every year, that sort of top upper echelon management regime that Arthur Blank has underneath him is going to be with him throughout his tenure here. That's my belief. So I understand that the collective fan base is sort of saying, well, what's been the constant, you know, during this tumultuous time and Rich McKay has been one of the constants, but that there's nothing we can do about it. So if you want to call and complain about it, feel free. That's what the lines are for at 404-726-0929. I totally get it. But at the same time, it's like spitting into the wind. It's just nothing's going to change. As far as Antonio Pierce is concerned, eh, I mean, sample size, guys. Sample size. He's coached, what, six, seven? Was it more than that, Orin? Six, seven games? Eight games? Nine games? Okay. You want to bring in a guy with nine games of coaching experience under his belt? I don't. Was he a head coach in college? I don't believe he was. If he was, it was at a small school. I know he was with Herm at Arizona State, but he wasn't a head coach. 
for me, that's that's not the, the direction this franchise needs to go. All right, 404-726-0929. If you're on hold, stay there. I see Zach, Tyrone, John. I got a couple others as well. Just hang tight for a couple of minutes. As soon as I get back, phones reopen on this conversation. Who's your quarterback? Who's your head coach? And for me, I am staying 10,000 miles away from the Bill Belichick train. 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas just getting started with you here on a Saturday afternoon. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, and on the Odyssey app. All right, who's your coach? Who's your quarterback? That's what we're asking. Because for me, Bill Belichick, I don't need that kind of energy around Flowery Branch, man. No, sorry. I don't need, God forbid, the Falcons get off to a slow start and CBS and Fox and ESPN is sending all their reporters to Flowery Branch to ask questions to Coach Belichick. Well, what happened? Why isn't it working? Do you feel like you lost your fastball? Do you feel like you can't do it without Tom Brady? Do you feel like you, you've you lost the ability to evaluate players and quarterback? La, da, 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 da. And him sitting up there saying, eh, well, you know, it's just, that's, that's just kind of how it is. You know? You know, you know we, 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 we. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, we tried our best. It just it just, it just, just didn't work out. We're on to Cincinnati. No, I, no, sorry. I don't want that. I want somebody who's coming in here jacked up, ready to go, passion, energy, fire. Someone that's going to come in here and say, the way that the season ended in 2023 for the Atlanta Falcons is unacceptable. Getting your butts whooped by two bad teams in the Bears and the Saints. Losing in awful fashion. The team just looked like it had nothing. No energy, no effort, no drive, no want to. All of those things that a new regime and a new head coach needs to install. So that's what I'm asking you. 404-726-0929. Who's your coach and who's your quarterback? For me, Mike Vrabel, Jaden Daniels. That's what you do. 404-726-0929. Zach, you're in the game. Zach. What's going on, guys? Um, What's up, man? Yeah, I think there's a lot of good options out there. I am starting to come around on this Billy stuff, though, a little bit. You plug in Kirk Cousins, give him a deal he can't refuse. Also, I think a lot of the uh, – the sloppiness and some of those losses last against teams we, we should have beaten, like the Vikings, the Panthers, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen under Bill, um, at least when he was uh, at his peak. I would also say, too, as far but he's as not, Brady, Zach, but he's not at his peak. He, but they went, uh, listen, listen here, though. First year without Brady, Mac Jones, Pro Bowler, 10 and 7, made the playoffs. I think Bill gets you two or three more wins this season with the current roster, honestly. Uh, and we're, we're sitting here possibly hosting a playoff game. So um, I also think, too, from a culture standpoint, I get the culture pieces of this. Yeah, I agree. We need swag. We need energy, those types of things. 
but I don't know that we even have a history of that. I mean, we had Dan Quinn, we had Mike Smith, we had Jim Moore Jr. A lot of those coaches I know that you put at the top of your list when you're talking about swag and fitting the Atlantic. No, coaches. but at least know, Dan, Zach, overrated. but at least Dan Quinn gave you energy, gave you enthusiasm, gave you a moral and a message and a plan. It didn't always work, and it was cliche a lot of times. But you know what? I'll take that over. Yeah, you know the uh, the plan just didn't work out, and you know we just we just didn't execute today. And there's really nothing else you can say about it. I'm sorry, I don't want that. And no, I, you know what, Zach? Honestly, I gotta disagree with you, man. I don't think Bill Belichick gives you two more wins this season. Here's why: because Desmond Ritter turned the ball over a gajillion times. An almost unfathomable amount of times between the fumbles and the interceptions. It was so bad. I don't think Bill Belichick can coach that out of Desmond Ritter. I think that's who he is, at least right now. Is there a chance that Desmond Ritter could be better than that in the future? Sure, absolutely, but not right now. And that's my problem with Bill Belichick. The Falcons need to win right now. 404-726-0929. Tyrone, you're in the game. What's up, guys? Listen here. It's real simple. It's easy. We're making stuff complicated. It don't need to be. I'm with you on that Belichick on every retread. Please, Mr. Blank, no more retreads on any level. It's easy to me. You write about a demographic of fans and demographics of where the coach need to understand where he's at. This is what we need to do. Go get either Bo Nix or get Justin Fields. Wait on Todd Munkin because guess what? He gives you an SEC draft first lane. Of, of players. He know, the, he know the SEC. Secondly, go kiss Matt Ryan on the behind, come down here and be a quarterback coach and get us together. Point, point blank, man. That's, that's it. It's easy. No more retreads. Thank you, sir. All right. Like thank you sure. for the phone call. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think you got to go 0 for 3 on that one. Uh, Bo Nix to me is not he, – he doesn't have it, man. I, I have a really tough time envisioning him being a successful – NFL quarterback. I, I know he had a great year at Oregon this year, but to me, that's that's your classic case of guy who's really good in college and is just never going to make it in the NFL. I hope I'm wrong. He's a really fun quarterback, and he's got a cannon. He's a big guy. He can run, but I just don't see him being the type of NFL quarterback to go get. You got, <laughs> Do I need to get into it again? You guys know how I feel about Justin Fields. Justin Fields, to me, is a 1,000% no, 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 no. Risk, reward, not worth it. Contract, fifth-year option, extension. He's going to want all those things. Can't give it to him. Can't win with him, as Mike Singletary once said very famously. Can't do it. He's going to want money commiserate to his peers. He's going to want that fifth-year option picked up right away. If you are trying to, as an NFL franchise, move forward, that's the type of gamble you cannot afford to make. Draft Jaden Daniels. you got four years to figure it out. Four years. 404-726-0929. John, you're in the game, John. Hey there. So I agree with that last caller in the sense that I do not want to retread, that's for sure. Coaches get fired for a reason. We don't need to bring back a bad coach. Then as far as uh, who I would like, I'd love to see Mike McDonald out of Baltimore. He's got Atlanta ties. He went to high school in Roswell, went to school at Georgia. Maybe that means we bring in some Georgia players. 
And then for a quarterback, I'd go either Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix. What do you do with Ryan Nielsen then? That's that's my question. Because if you bring in a guy like that, where does he go? I mean, is he going to be defensive coordinator and title only? Uh, that's for me, especially with the Falcons announcing that they're blocking interviews for him. It just doesn't make sense to me to see Ryan Nielsen um, basically be in his position with a guy sort of lording over him as the defensive guru. But for me, Mike Vrabel wouldn't fit that bill. I think he has enough experience as an NFL head coach to know how to delegate properly. You bring in a guy that's a first-time head coach, they're more than likely going to be want, wanting their hands over everything. They're more than likely going to be wanting to be involved in all the meetings and all the proceedings because it's their first time. They're learning on the job. But if you bring in a guy with six years of NFL coaching experience, he's going to know how to delegate. That's the difference for me. So some of these guys, like an Aaron Glenn, like McDonald, I, I guess, but then you're really kind of up the creek with a guy who did a really good job last year with your defense in Ryan Nielsen. 404-726-0929. Best ever you're in the game. What do you got? Hey, good segments. Uh, I'm, I'm liking some of the stuff I'm hearing. What I what I disagree on is the Falcons being the Falcons as usual. I mean, why are we looking at keeping Ryan Nielsen? I mean, I'm not drinking the Ryan Nielsen juice like everybody else here in Atlanta. I do think uh, we need to get a, head, a, a good head coach. I'm liking Brian Flores as head coach. Go get me Russell Wilson for about two years and then draft Shador because it's not really a good, solid quarterback outside of your first two pick out of uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams. After that, uh, Jaden Daniels. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, best ever. I'll let you finish. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't just say that factually and then just move on. That's just not true. There's many good quarterbacks in this draft. There's Caleb Williams. There's Drake May. There's Jaden Daniels. There's Michael Penix Jr., there's a bunch of guys out there. There's not just two guys. So you can't just say, oh, there's there's only a couple of quarterbacks in this class. This is a this is actually ironically considered one of the richest quarterbacks cl- classes we've had in a long time. So I got to just stop you there for a second. I mean, and at the same time, Brian Flores, ah, again, I get it. He He got screwed to a certain extent. He's gotten a second chance. Is he the guy that you want to entrust your franchise to? Like, this this hire for this team is so important right now. That's why I'm leading with a guy with head coaching experience as opposed to doing the coordinator thing all over again. Brian Flores, to me, as a head coach, is still largely unproven. He's, he's had a, you know, a cup of coffee, I guess. But I don't know. Is Brian Flores really the guy that you want to entrust the next critical two, three, four years of this franchise to? Maybe if he had another year or two under his belt, I'd be a little more excited about that. I'm not excited by McDonald from the Ravens. I'm not excited about Aaron Glenn. I'm not excited about these kind of guys. Frable, Harbaugh, okay. All right, now we're talking. Belichick, no shot. But uh, for me, the coordinator route, unless it's like Ben Johnson, he's really the only coordinator I'd say because he you could really see that guy did something just special with the Lions on offense compared to before he got there 404-726-0929 Kevin you're in the game Kevin what's up guys 
I my uh, coaches are first Harbaugh, then I would go with as you mentioned Ben Johnson, and then Aaron Glenn. The reason I mention Aaron Glenn is because he's a fiery type guy. He would give you kind of the emphasis you need from a standpoint of someone that would come in and the, as you indicated, the situation we had here the last two games of the season will not be uh, acceptable. So then what do you do with Ryan Nielsen? I think with Ryan Nielsen, I think Aaron Glenn should uh, potentially make him the defensive coordinator because as a new young head coach, he's going to need – uh, he's going to have enough on his hands with just managing the team. As as we've now figured out with Arthur Smith, um, it's a big job to be the orchestrator of a, of a team. To um, and, and that's something that I think he'll have his hands full just with all the other branches of the team that he's going to have to be kind of oversee and be in charge of. So for me, I would like – I would say to him, give – um, give our defensive Nielsen an opportunity to continue on. And then he would, of course, just be the head coach. We need that fiery brand. We need a total reset. All right. We so have, then so then, who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? My quarterback would be Jane Daniels. If we need to trade for a second, for a second, go get it. No, that and thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, that's where I agree with you. I don't any anybody who says that it's going to cost too much to move up to get a quarterback. No, you do whatever it takes. This you, guys, did we not just live the past two seasons with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke? Are we not taking that into the to factor into the equation? Come on. We need a franchise quarterback now, ASAP. Not next year, not two years from now. Now, right now. Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry. You're going to pay 40 to $45 million a year for Kirk Cousins at 35, 36 years old? No. That's a Band-Aid, man. That's what this team has been doing. Band-Aid. Last year, Matt Ryan. Band-Aid. Marcus Mariota. Band-Aid. Desmond Ritter. Band-Aid. Heineke. I don't even, it was like a dab of Neosporin or something. That wasn't even a Band-Aid, man. So, no, you go get Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams or Drake May. I like Jaden Daniels out of that group. I think he comes in and you mesh that with Bajan Robinson and you mesh that with Algier and, and a healthy, non-PCL, MCL, surgery, Kyle Pitts, Drake London on the outside. I think you're cooking with gas. But, but at the same time, Some of you guys out there are on the fields train, and I think you're dead wrong, and we can talk about that later if you like. I've argued with many of you on Twitter, X at C. Thomas Radio. You can hit me up if you're a fields guy. I don't see it. All right, one more quick one before we break, 404-726-0929. Joe Patrick coming up next. Simon, finish us off. Hi. Uh, I agree with you. I would like Harbaugh and um, Rabel, and I – just want a running quarterback. It changes the game completely. We haven't had it since Vic, and if we can get back to that, I think we'd be in business. All right, thank Simon, you. thank you for the phone call. Um, well, Matt Ryan was 
kind of here. I mean, I don't, I don't think you want to just look over 15 years of Matt Ryan's Super Bowl trip, MVP, one of the best offenses in the league for the better part of a decade. And Simon, I don't think that's fair necessarily. But Jane Daniels would give you the sort of spark that closer to – he's more of Mike Vick than Matt Ryan. I mean, I wouldn't say he's an exclusive runner like Vick was, but – Dude can throw the ball down the field, man. I, lo- I love watching this game. That's the guy I want. All right, we'll open up the phone lines later in the show, uh, probably about an hour from now. So if you didn't get in, 404-726-0929. Great job by everybody. The past couple of weeks, all the passion about the Atlanta Falcons, I've really appreciated talking with each and every one of you. All right, when we get back, Joe Patrick, what does he know? We'll find out. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss his insight. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. 929 The Game. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. Who's the coach? Who's the quarterback? Great phone calls again in the first two segments of the show. We'll get them back open shortly. But right now, we got to head out to the WadeFord.com hotline and welcome in our buddy, Joe Patrick, 929 The Game, Falcons reporter. Joe, uh, you thought the offseason might start off giving you a little break, but no siree. <laughs> no, it never stops, especially now, obviously, you know, it's crazy. Um, I've been doing fl- sports flashes during the week, and it just seems like there's some piece of new news, whether that's related to the Falcons or anybody else around the NFL. It's just insane with the amount of quarterback op- or uh, head coaching openings there are right now and the amount of candidates, the really hot candidates out there. So it's all been really exciting to watch, and we'll see how it unfolds. Because I feel, I don't know about you, Chris, but I feel like, I'm kind of flipping like, you know, on a daily basis as to what way this thing could go for the Falcons. Yeah. My only, I'm on a strict, no Belichick diet right now. That's the only (laughs) thing I don't want. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to start before we get into the candidates, let's flash back to Monday, even though that seems like a a month ago. Um, Yeah. What was your take on Terry Fontenot not being involved in that press conference? It really gained a lot of traction. I was surprised almost by the amount of reaction to that. Yeah, it did. And and I thought, frankly, and I know you know this from because I was listening to Rich McKay's interview on Dukes and Bell after that press conference. And, you know, they said it even kind of surprised them that it was kind of such a talking point. Um, but you know, I, I honestly, so when the, when it started and during the press conference and the immediate hours that followed, I did think like, wow, like, what does this mean? What does this say? Um, I do think that it makes sense after hearing Rich McKay's perspective and hearing how, um, he said that, you know, the, the, the GM and the head coach both report to him as opposed to them kind of being in a chain as far as the organization goes. It makes sense for the decision makers who made that decision on Arthur Smith to be the ones up there behind the podium answering questions about it. I'm disappointed, most of all, that we don't get to talk to Terry at all before, you know, I don't know, the next head coach is hired because I think there's still a lot to get into with him in terms of how the season went, where some of the fault lines were, what they can learn going forward. But we just didn't get that opportunity. I think that that's something that fans deserve to hear. So I think, from my perspective, that's the biggest disappointment for me from not seeing him uh, be there. But, you know, there were – I have no doubt that there were actual things that needed that needed his attention that evening. Probably optically would have helped to have him there. But, you know, I, ultimately I think it was more of a slight misstep uh, just just optically than it was anything concretely. Any validity in your mind to the argument that was made – 
that he was kept behind the scenes to sort of allow some of the more attractive candidates like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh a vision to see that if you come here, you may have a chance to put your fingerprints all over the things you want to. Well, yeah, I definitely think that, that there is a part of that at play. I, I think that part of it, yeah, and they said, I can't remember if it was uh, Arthur or I think it was Rich, actually, um, who said, Rich McKay said, you know, they will be flexible as to what Terry Fontenot's, you know, exact duties and roles are at the club, you know, depending on the coach and what that head coach kind of needs. And, you know, Rich McKay's job is to kind of sort out what the head coach's responsibility or what they, what they're handling, you know, what the personnel side is handling, which, you know, he very clearly said that Terry Fontenot is on top of, but just the turn, it's just a matter of how much input, and like how much of Terry's vision is going to be implemented over that personnel department versus a new coach. So I, I do think that there is definitely something to that, that they left that open because I'm, not, I'm honestly not sure if they even know it yet before they, they do come to a decision on the coach. All right, Joe. So every national, every local reporter out there, you say Atlanta Falcons, the next words out of their mouth are Bill Belichick. What are your thoughts yep. on the overall situation there? <laughs> so I think that, it's a narrative that's built up. And I was, I would say that I was very, like very much thinking that this was a thing that I don't know if it was certainly going to happen. Cause you never know about Bill Belichick side, but it certainly felt to me again in the press conference and in the moments that followed the, in, in this matter, in this circumstance, probably a couple days after, because we started to hear reports uh, that kind of synced up with this, that the Falcons are in most interested in Bill Belichick. He's their number one target. And also we've now, gotten some reports out there that, you know, the, the interest is mutual uh, between the two sides. But the more that I think about it, the more I think, of course, they're going to want to talk to Bill Belichick. Like every team's going to want to talk to Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm heartened. I, I think that they're hearing the, the, the voice of the fan out there who really does not want this move um, for, I think, obvious reasons. I think there are reasons why you would want to get Bill Belichick. If you are the owner of the team, you want your, Falcons to be on the national stage, getting primetime games, being talked about on the, on the TV shows. And that would definitely come with Bill Belichick. But I think that everybody here who invests so much of their life and fandom into this team understands that that's maybe not the best move from a sporting direction because there's clearly, you know, when you look at Bill Belichick and what his goals might be and how long those goals might be for, uh, there's clearly like a conflict of interest here. So I think that I, I'm now confident that the – the the better long-term um, uh, prospect will play itself out. Now that could still be a, a coach like Jim Harbaugh who would want some of the things that Bill Belichick does over the, you know, the front office. But uh, I, I'm, I'm more convinced that this team is leaning in a, let's say, in my opinion, a smarter direction for the future of the team. Talking all things Falcons with our buddy Joe Patrick here on the other side of the glass. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Check out his stuff covering the Falcons on Twitter and on 92.9 The Game. Com. Joe, you hit the nail on the head for me just in the complete opposite way. My fear okay. is Bill Belichick comes here, the team starts 0-2, 1-3, you start getting the callous, disgruntled, you know, dark cloud Bill Belichick, and then you have everything you just talked about. NFL Network and CBS and Fox and <laughs> all the local media descends upon Flowery Branch and peppers him with questions, and then your organization's in the toilet and the vibe around the franchise is miserable because he is. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that. It's, uh, you know, it would be, but it would be national attention, <laughs> you know, like the, 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 the national media, I just feel like is going to fixate on Bill Belichick, whether it's good or bad, you know, because of 
the stature he holds in the league. And, and I do think like from their perspective, it's genuinely interesting if he goes to the Falcons and has success or if he goes to the Falcons and has massive failure. So I agree. I think that there are just like warning flags all over the place with a coach like Bill Belichick. And I think that when it comes to the personnel that this team is already amassed, I just think that you want a more, I don't even know if offensive minded is the right word, but you have all these kind of uh, like modern NFL like weapons, like Bijan Robinson things. You just want the smartest possible coaches, the one with the most kind of, sense of the way that the tactics of the game are changing those are the kinds of candidates that you want leading the team because they're the ones who are going to be able to guide this personnel in a way that's going to be successful on the field all right to the quarterback now joe i have not heard hide nor hair of even a mum or a peep about any direction that this franchise could be leaning in no ian rapaport rumors nothing there's nothing out there about where the falcons could be or should be heading with their future quarterback. What are you, even if you don't have any inside knowledge, because I don't think anybody does at this point, what are you leaning towards just based on your knowledge of the organization? Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's, it really could go anyway. I think that the Falcons are maybe except for the bears too. They're kind of like by default, one of the most kind of interesting teams to watch in this draft. But I think the Falcons are as well because, they're clearly a team who I think has to move if they want to draft a quarterback with their first pick in this draft. Um, And it certainly seems like that is the the best thing to do. Now, the obvious kind of other option is Justin Fields, but I would warn that also, you know, Justin Fields is going to be a sought after commodity too, by probably by a lot of teams that find themselves in a similar situation to the Falcons. So I wouldn't just assume that the Falcons are just like, Oh, well, if we're not trading up, then we're just going to be able to, you know, get Justin Fields for, for whatever it's going to cost. Now I I think it obviously would be uh, an easier cost to swallow in terms of what you're going to have to give up because who knows what it's going to cost to trade up into one of these top three slots. And it certainly seems like the only slot that might be available is into the top slot, you know, because of the bears kind of, you know, surplus of uh, options at that position. And so I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. This team in the past has made a massive move up to number one to draft Michael Vick, but that was under a previous ownership. So while they're kind of in the history of the club, I don't know what's going to happen. But Rich McKay and Arthur Blank even said it in that press conference. They see the, the, the position of being the Falcons head coach as one that's full of optimism because they get to choose what they want at quarterback. And it, they certainly seem willing um, to, to consider that option to, to trade up to get one of these top three players who I do think, Chris, are going to go one, two, three in this draft. Yeah, I do as well. It'll be some combination of May, Daniels, and Williams. It's if the Falcons feel like uh, you know they want to trade into one of those spots with either Washington or New England or you know maybe they like Michael Penix and they feel like they can get him at number four. We'll have to see. All right, before I get you out of here, want to ask an Atlanta United question. Uh, I've seen they've yeah. made a couple of moves in the past couple of weeks. I'm also seeing Tiago Almada being on the trade rumor circuit once again or some sort of you know position where he'd be leaving Atlanta United. Um, what do you know about that? And then wh- as this team prepares to get the season started again, where are they sort of going to slot in terms of being on the table for the beginning of the season? Because I think a lot of fans are sort of scratching their heads after the way last season ended. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so to explain the Tiago Amato thing, it is kind of like musical chairs in the NFL coaching landscape where 
Uh, the, the situation with Almada is basically no one was for, one to fork up the $30 million that has kind of been reported out there as the, the what it's going to take to get him until a Saudi club comes in and buys a player from a Spanish team for an exorbitant amount of money, and that then gives them the amount to go and, and invest it on Tiago Almada to bring him in. So that team is Atletico Madrid. They're kind of a team that's uh, in the Champions League every year and would be a good move for Almada. And I think that Atlanta United would be happy to do that deal. I think that that's kind of the, the $30 million or thereabouts is kind of on the table and open, you know, for, for everybody around the world. And this team could finally be the one that snatches them up. And frankly, I think it would be a good deal for a, a really young, talented player. As far as Atlanta United goes, I think that this team is doing everything the right way. Ever since Garth Lagerway has, been, has come in, I think he's been – an excellent steward of this club. I think he's really straightened out so many things in the front office. People have their issues with Carlos Bocanegra, and I think for for valid reasons, but I really think that he's on a better path with better guidance from a president who's been in his shoes before and can give him what he needs to be successful, including his, Garth's own expertise. And so for that reason, I think that this team is legitimately going to challenge for MLS Cup. It's obviously going to be tough against Inter Miami. They've got, you know, this superstar team with Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez, but I really think Atlanta United is really just becoming like a more stout, um, efficient version of what they've been in the past. And I think that they're, they'll be much more built for longer term success, not just this year. But I think going forward, this club is in really solid position. All right, Joe, thank you. As always, appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Uh, enjoy the games tonight, unless you don't have Peacock. Uh, pay the $6 and go get it, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Chris. You, you have a good time, too. <laughs> all right, appreciate it. That is our buddy Joe Patrick there covering all things Falcons. And I just wanted to get his general perspective on where Atlanta United is right now because, to be co- to be completely honest, I don't really know. So I know they finished, you know, making the playoffs, but they kind of got their butts whooped in the playoffs. Not kind of. They did get their butts whooped in the playoffs. So, like, where is this team slotting to begin the season? So I know Joe – is all over it as well. All right, producer shift change coming. Big O sliding out. Thank you for your services. I will talk to you on Tuesday on Dukes and Bell. Our guy Dom C sliding in. We'll get a little five Falcons true false when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Five Falcons questions. I got answers about the future of the franchise. Sports Radio 929 The Game and on the Odyssey app.